0: Hi, you know, since I have a few minutes, I uh, I think I'm going to do the partial right now, even though I'll be doing two back-to-back, but I have a busy week coming up. And the truth of the matter is I have a guilty conscience, because today was supposed to be um, the uh, podcast sponsored memory by Kenny Friedman and his family in honor of Norman Friedman, of his father passed away. And uh, then some the DeMarvin's thing came up, and I said, hey, could I do it tomorrow? And he said... Yes, which is a very nice one. But now, since I, it turns out I have time, I'll try to do both um, in one day. Uh, so, in other words, this is being sponsored by the Friedman family, especially by Kenny Friedman. He's the president of Shamri Amuna, which is a great honor, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> and uh, he's doing it because his father's the art site was uh, this past week, Davin in my show. Actually, it's very nice as Kenny's son, uh, uh, Lane, which is the best. Uh, aliyah for the shama you get it you know words are cheap but if you have children grandchildren that keep things up that's very uh Norman norm freeman the late Norman Freeman was a very much beloved uh person in baltimore uh <laughs> he's, he's the only from jew i know and no scandals about him and <laughs> that's an exaggeration but not much uh and you know the people of that generation it's just funny people of that generation always covered up i, I found Always covered up the fact that they're nice with a lot of sarcasm and, and, and cynical jokes. Really they're very nice, but whenever I talked to me, always had something, you know, uh sharp to say. He didn't mean a thing, it didn't mean a thing. But you know, he's is that type because really he was a very nice person and a very, very nice person, and he's missed by everybody. And as I said before, he, he the best thing you can say is he, he left a high uh mar hot. what's the right word, a high bar for his kids and grandchildren to reach, but that's good, that's what you want, right? That's what you want, he reached a, a, a high bar. There's a lot of people I know that left a low bar, <laughs> but uh, but not him. So, we pay tribute to his memory, and now let's take a look at Parchester Tetsava, which is this week, <clears throat> might not have time later to do it, and um, whenever it comes to Parchester, I am knowing the past. I always I want to talk about the tzitz, but I always mention because it's always striking to me. This, of course, is the is the parsha where Aaron is named Kohen and the famous story is Moshe wanted the job, okay, uh, but he didn't get it, and uh, the, even the trope is you know, you know, so Aaron Achich uh, means other words, and Moshe heard that, he said what. And the best explanation is the Medesh Rabbah, which I always quote every single year, in in Tetzalba, where it says um, the following. Now remember, as I did last week, there are two schools of thought. One very important school of thought in Chazal is that the Parshas are out of order, and that the story of the the Mishkan, and everything goes along with it, is is after the Egil So even though the Egel Azov episode is in Parshish Kisiso, which is not this week but the following week, it's out of chronological order. And in fact, it was in the aftermath of the Egel Azov and that whole business, they have by Pekude, that the orders to set up the Mishkan and do all that stuff takes place. So, if we have in this week's Parshish, Tedashem says, designate Aaron as the coin. And here are the clothes he should wear, the Koen-Gado clothes, and the Koen-Hedja clothes, and this and that and the other. So that's taking place after the Golden Calf episode. The reason I mention is because Aaron made the Golden Calf as a fact. Aaron, as a matter of fact, even led the uh, worship of the Golden Calf uh, as a fact. And it may be that he did it with the best possible reasons, which is true. And he did it out of a sense of obvious Israel, which is key to what I'm going to say in a minute. But a fact or facts. And the way the Medish puts it is as follows Amru, Bashasha yarad Moshe, Misenai. Then when Moshe came down from Mount Sinai holding the two tablets, and he saw that they made a golden calf. Barah, Yisrael, B'Oso, He saw the Jews involved with Oto, with the golden calf. Hibibi, B'arun, He said, What the heck happened? I just left 40 days ago. What happened? And he looked at Aaron, Yamakish Al and Aaron was beating the drums. Okay, uh, he was a good drummer, like Ira. So he, he was beating the drums, meaning he was leading. He, he was the uh, orchestra for the for the golden calf, you know, in 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 playing the drums, Makabakornes. Well, that's bad. For who loys aquache the Medrash says Chazal tell us that the whole reason Aaron did that was for the best possible reason, he was trying to hold things back, you know, until Moshe shows up, and Nebuchadnezzar was in a very tough situation where he's trying to minimize the the damage, even though he got suborned, as happens in these situations, into being part of the Golden Calf episode. But in other words, if somebody else would have taken charge, it would have been a hundred times worse. So Aaron was, from a moral perspective, kind of... Kind of uh, sacrificing his own reputation in order to lessen the sin by Kaliystrah. I want you to understand it. That that's key to the whole story. He was willing to take take on for the team. He's willing to you know go down in history as being involved with this whole messy business. Even though Aaron could have said, "Guess I'm out of here." You know, Hur got killed trying to stop him. I'm not going to stop you. I'm out of here. Don't involve me with this business. And you want to make a reform synagogue, Go ahead. I don't don't count me. But Aaron did not do that. He told him to take off the earrings, and he made the calf and all the rest of it. So the matter says, is moshe, that the intentions of Aaron were good. He wanted to delay things until Moshe got there, and then they could stop. But you know that now that I told you, and God knew that, and Aaron knew that, but Moshe didn't know it. But Moshe said like this, I know what I saw. <laughs> what am i gonna believe you or my or my eyes. <laughs> you get it? I know what I saw, evidence in front of me. And I saw you beating the drum and and, and and uh you know bugging away. So he thought he was a shut of that he was a partner with them in the of, while you believe all of and Moshe had tiny in his heart against Aaron. Right? And he says in the partial, what do you do? You know, he had tiny against Aaron. But Moshe was wrong. But you could not convince Moshe that he's wrong because he said, I know what I saw. So God intervened. Moshe, I know, I Hashem know what Aaron's Kavana was and it was Latova, it was good. In other words, I am God and I can see what a person thinking. You can't see what a person thinking. So you and I have to go by what we see. If I see a guy screaming at somebody or doing something bad to somebody, we go by the evidence of our eyes. It's possible, remotely possible, the guy screaming at him or whatever the toel is, but it's unlikely. You see? So we go by the eyes. And if the guy said, oh, I meant good, we say, baloney. But in the case of Aaron, it was actually true. Consequently, God says, the only way that I can convince Moshe, okay, the only way to convince Moshe that Aaron was the real thing, okay, was, um, to appoint him Kongoro. Right? Appoint him Kongoro. Forever. In perpetuity. And that's why it says, and Moshe you gotta be kidding. Aaron's a bad guy. He made the golden calf. And Hashem's like this. You don't understand. I'm God. I understand. You have to just take my word for it. Aaron meant well. And that way they restored the friendship between the two brothers. Uh, I'm sure Moshe was chagrined. And he said, you could have fooled me, blown me up with a feather. I would have sworn Aaron did bad things. But hey, the boss says he was okay. So the boss says he's okay, he's okay. And consequently, Aaron goes on to be the Godel, And we have all the long descriptions in the Parsha. Right? And Aaron's children and all the rest of it. Which itself is a moral story. Because what it's saying is that Aaron had the obvious role. Like I said before, to the degree that he was willing to sacrifice his own good name. right? Because Hashem could have just left him at the lurch. And he would go down in history as Moses' wicked brother. You see? If God wanted to, he said this was the wicked brother of Moshe. You know, Aaron was okay, then he screwed up by the golden calf. But Aaron's reputation is rescued totally by his appointment as Kohen Goro. You don't usually see it that way, but that's what the message means. And that's why there's a whole long description of this to parsha about the appointment of iron children there now iron has all these begadim which go into great detail in our parsha. you know the garments of the coin head you know the garments of the coin gold etc 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 and the one that I was just doing the parsha today in between my other assignments and uh it sits you know with the, that the piece of gold that you wear in the head you all know what that sits is, is and that's an integral part of the coin godal outfit And the coin god wears it sits so What's the shot with that? Says Is it simply saying Kodesh Lashan? Is there some glory? Well, not exactly. Meaning it's more than that. Because the Apostle says, in the week's Parsha, when it goes through all this stuff, usually it's boring unless you make it your mind, you know, to, to, to look at the Pesukim. But if you look at, um, where is it? Lama Vav, this is all in chapter 28 in the Parsha, um, Beosizut off to horror. You make a tit. The tzitz is a unique Hebrew word, you know. Some say it means to look at, some say it's shiny, it doesn't matter. We all know what it is. And it says Kodesh Hashem. And it has a little more description. And then here's the verse that caught my attention today. Uh 38. Aaron should wear it on his forehead. <laughs> here, let me get a translation. Here we go. I whipped up my R.A. Kaplan here because the language is a little funny, but l- again, so let's read in the Hebrew. Uh, so let's see. R.A. Kaplan, this plate shall be worn on the forehead. Aaron, shall listen very closely. Aaron. Shall thus carry the device that expiates errors. That's a very interesting English translation, right? Um, in the sacred offerings that the Israelites con- consecrate as holy gifts. So he has a device, this sits, which expiates, which mechaper, in other words, in errors in the carbonus. he shall be in his fort all the time to make these offerings acceptable for God. Okay? For God. Now uh, Rashi quotes the Gemara, very famous thing that has to do with tumah. It's Marasa in the tumah. The titz is Marasa, as we say. It it atones. It makes everything good. Now, if you did something wrong, you screwed up, but the titz makes it that it's okay. Um, and as Rashi says, al adam chelub shakar v-tumah. It's a quote from the Gemara, right? To atone for any mistake involving the blood and the and which was if you did a betumah, okay. And uh, therefore, it's, it's, the whole carbon should be no good. And here, the carbon's okay. I mean, you can't eat it, but, you know, but the carbon is okay. It it, it effectuated its atonement. Right? So if you do that, if you say that way, which is the normative way, so you're telling me that it sits is, uh, what shall I say? It's kind of like a, uh, a repair device, which is necessary for the carbonus. Because when thousands of people bring different offerings in the Kohanim, especially the ones that execute the offerings, so mistakes are going to happen here and there. Human beings are human beings. And somebody might be Tommy. It might touch Tommy. Imagine if there was, I don't know, a, a, a mouse around or something like that. Whatever. You know, it could be that. I'm a you know. So something should, could, could, could become a problem. The hail of the dom, the this, that, and the other. And that would make the whole carbon no good. But because of the tits that the Kohanim is wearing... We say it's okay, the carbon was successful. You don't have to go buy another animal, which could cost a lot of money and things like that. It doesn't mean that you know that which was trave can now be eaten and so forth. The more is very clear about that, but nevertheless, the basic carbon was a successful carbon. So, I don't know if I did a sin or something like that, I brought a carbon, and I messed up somewhere along the line, or the coin did it. Thanks to the sits, I'm done. Okay, in which case, it's a very technical matter. Okay, that sits is Marat on technical matters of carbonus So it's not to get, no get to you and I. Um, it's mainly there for the for those who work in the temple, primarily. Not an exclusive, but primarily. The Kohanan, this is about Aaron and his children, they're in the base all the time. Stuff happens. The base is a very complex uh, operation to run. It's very easy to become tummy one way or the other. Especially if you go with all those Darabonans, Dur- where they added extra tumas right and left all over the place, like in Chagiga, so, you know, for Kutchim in other words. So it's extremely easy to mess up. And, uh, you know, let's put it this way. How would you like it if somebody brought a bull or a cow and you screwed up, you had a coin, and you caused the guy, he's out of money, $1,000 or whatever. You, know, you understand? I mean, that's not good. This way, it takes care of it. And it sounds, in other words, let's put it this way. It sounds that Aaron uh, has a certain grace when he's wearing this. And this together, it sits on Aaron's forehead, you know, does good things, as we say, or expiates or makes bad things go away. That's the usual way you learn it. It's all technical stuff, you know, not Piggle, not Nosa, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, which is fine with me. There's a very, very interesting alternative way of reading it. And I say that's in the Rashbam, which I always love this Rajam with the Lakshan notes, you know, from Professor Lakshan. They're really good. And the Rashbam, you know, always sees things in his own uh, way. Uh, because he's interested in shot And shot is not identical necessarily with the Chazals. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. This is the famous Rashbam, who of course is the grandson of Rashi, who criticized his grandfather precisely for not rendering a plain pushup shot interpretation of Chumash for those who want the pushup Shot. That doesn't mean that the simple pushup shot not literal, but pushup shot it constitutes the totality of the meaning of the verse because it's the Torah after all, and a lot deeper than that. But people, you know, inquiring minds want to know, tell me what's going on over here before you take me into the deep stuff and the over, under, around, and through. And it's not the style of Chazal in general because they're legalistic obsessions. So they always want to interpret everything from a perspective. So it's not the style of Chazal that tell you the plain of Peshav shot of the Chomesh. And the Rashbam criticized Rashi precisely because, like in this week's Prasha, like on this Pesach, exactly for this reason, because you, Rashi, you, my grandfather, you put in Chazals as the Peshav shot, and they're not. They're Chazals. They're true. They carry at the level of Toshelal they're halachically normative. All that is true. The Rashbam, after all, is one of the... You don't need me to tell you Rashbam is one of the Balitosis. He's a from guy, too. But I want to know the Pashtab shot. This is obviously because people like the Rashbam lived in the 12th century in France, and they had a lot of junk from the Catholic Church. But the Jews were fairly well off in the time of the Rashbam. So you had a tricky situation in which the Jews were not poor, but on the other hand, they're a tiny, tiny minority, and a lot of the Catholic intellectuals and priests would come over to them and try to missionize with them or things like that. And it was the job of somebody like the Rashbam to bust these guys. So, the because uh, it would be pretty much a shem if the priest knows better than you. So they wanted to be able to, get, to be experts in the Pashib Shadal Chumash so that he could slug up the missionaries. Okay, that's what it boils down to. Now, uh, but as a result of this, Rashbam wrote his famous here We have some of it at least on the Chumash, and listen to this. The bear I'm reading the Rashi. The shot is not what the Chazal say. it's not what my grandfather Rashi said. That it has to do with what I told you before. That the Sitz takes care of technical difficulties in the carbon. Whether it's a, uh, it was uh, what was the language? The Dom, the Chelov. And the other business you know uh, that's straight from the worm sachim and menachas and other places like that uh, rashi says what does it mean there's a very specific scenario where the dam or the chela was offered uh when it was tomei and the animal was tomei and can you offer the dam if the thing is tomei and uh therefore you can't do it right in a mrasa carbon uh so that's what it means so the Rajnam says, "No, no, that's not what it means." At the level of shot, elakach pirusho, kol karbonas yaviyus ro. He says that tzitz, and this is very important. The tzitz is an integral part of the entire karbonas system, which is obviously a major element in ancient Judaism, when we had a cultic religion where everything's based around karbonas brought in the central shrine, the Mishkan, and later the base of Migdash. That's where most of the action took place. There weren't synagogues and stuff like that. So kol or ola, o asham any carbon, like a carbonola or a asham, any carbon you bring, whose purpose is to effect atonement. Now you'll ask me a question, what does an ola have to affect atonement? You know what they say the ola is for the bad thoughts. Right? You know, because the ola is voluntary, so it's it's, it's for Mahshobas But the point of the matter is you're bringing a Ola or a chato sinoshim, not a, a tota in other words, an ola chato sinoshim le kaprole So, how can me bringing an animal help affect atonement? I did a sin. What shot you kill an animal and squeeze the blood and all this business? How's that make the, the sin go away? That's a remarkable um, statement. Okay? that the carbon you bring together with the tzitz affects the atonement, because since it's on the head of the so it's like on the mind of God. I mean, the coin's supposed to be, not Hashem literally, you know, but I mean, that was like a, 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 a symbolic uh, imitation of that. And the tzitz of Kosh Hashem uh, is, does the, the tzitz of Kosh it, it affects the, the, the process of the carbon to make you remembered for God, meaning Hashem should like you. She v'nei And it should be like a l'ratzen ol'zichron for the this copper lamb. So it'll be, on, you know, uh, uh, the, the atonement will be affected. I'm going to read this wonderful note over here at the bottom. I really like this guy's notes. Ha'avon Usually, the way you learn it, like Rashi and all that. Like I said before, the push of the Gemara and Rashi is that this is a technical business, that you screwed up somewhere along the line of performing the ritual. That if you offer a carbon but you didn't pay attention, then something got Usually, that's the way you do it you say a carbon a diene po, so I bring a akha really it shouldn't count because something get be tell me along the line and you know it's like trying to work on a computer you you, you get stuck on one thing you can't go viker. there and the sits makes it that you do carbon sugar that's that that's that's i mean I'm sorry on the other hand Lafi Rajbam hat now listen to this closely. I don't have it in English. Otherwise, I read to you in English. But it is in English. The tzitz is an integral part of the carbon. The carbon does not work without its tzitz. Okay, carbon shuok of kiyos If I bring a proper carbon, not with the that, I did a regular carbon. So look at this. I did a sin, bishogig, but in other words, criminal negligence. That's what shogig means. And now I feel bad about it. I'm trying to bring a carbon. And I do everything right, and the coin does everything right. It only works, <laughs> it only works if the tzitz is part of the process. Okay? Only if the tzitz is part of the, the, the process, um, which is a big kiddush. I'll tell you what I mean by that. It's t- And and this is why I'm connecting with the meddish I mentioned at the beginning of, of our remarks a few minutes ago. Aaron is now being given the job of coin gold. Not only is Aaron being given the job of Kongol, Aaron's being given the job of wearing the thing that makes the Carbonus work, specifically for Kaparo. What's the story with the golden calf? They did a big sin. What happened by the time it's all over? God forgave them. It was Mechapar. Maybe not totally, you know, I mean, I know that, but substantially, because they did get a second tablet, right? We know the story. They end up getting Lukoshnias and building a Mishkan. Now they're building the Mishkan, which comes right after the second tablets. So in other words, he forgave them. The, the, the sin was atoned for. It was mechapered, if that's the right word. Um, but you, but wait a minute. No sin gets forgiven without Aaron wearing the tzitz. Or I shouldn't say wearing, because it's a mechag thing where they have to wear it. But nothing gets forgiven without the, the tzitz, which is supposed to be worn by Aaron. The symbol being... Any sin from now on is going to be forgiven. You need the mediation of the children of Aaron and his descendants as part of the process in terms of the coen wearing the sits, or at least having it as part of his begun. So that shows you that, yeah, you want to blame Aaron? Don't blame Aaron. Matter of fact, he's your ticket out of here. You did a sin? Aaron's your ticket out of here. And the reason it seems to me is because what I said before. Whatever Aaron did with the golden calf was, came out of obviously throw. He was trying his best. And to be perfectly honest, to get yourself in a mess like he got can only come from the fact that he was so worried about what's going to happen to the Jews he was willing to do crazy stuff like beating the drums and leading the charge and all the rest of it out of a concern in in his poor uh, and unfortunate way because he was in a bad spot to try to lessen the, da- the damage and help the Jewish people. And Hashem said, I like that. (laughs) I like that. To be perfectly honest, Moshe did the same thing. Not exactly, but the same thing because I'm talking about the fact. At the beginning of Eirah, I mentioned many times the in there. at the end, Hashem goes and tells Moshe, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh says, no way, I'll double the bricks and cut the straw in half. Moshe freaks out and screams at Hashem, it's all your fault. And Hashem says, you talk to me like that, I'll nail you. But then, and Hashem changed his mind in the middle and says, No, I will not nail the Moshe. Why won't he nail Moshe? I, he talked chutz to Hashem. The answer is because he knew where it's coming from. He said, Because it's our of Yisra. You get it? Moshe couldn't stand to see a Jew suffering. Even though it's part of God's plan, all the rest of it, big deal. That's theology. You can't say, Well, Auschwitz was part of a plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously the whole Holocaust happened if you're not bothered But what happened outshore is there's something wrong with you've got big problems. You get it? It's not what Hashem wants. You can't go and be a theologian and say, Well, it's meant to be. That's stupid. You get it? If you see people obviously you call yourself suffering, you gotta suffer. you gotta put yourself in a bad spot. Aaron was willing to do that. Moshe did it. And Aaron did it. Okay? And because Aaron did it, so part of his uniform becomes this sits which the feet of and some others feet of and say like this, the carbonas don't work without you being part of it. So every Jew from now on it does a sin and he ever wants to go to the Mishkan to the base of Migdash is going to think about Aaron. He's going to think about the golden calf. And he's going to say, you know, if Hashem says it has to go through Aaron, the Kappar has to go through Aaron. I guess Aaron was not a bad guy in the end. And hopefully, idealistically, ideally rather, the person will say like this, is Aaron, why should it go through Aaron? I guess he was a good person. He had obviously throw. You understand? He had obviously throw. And we all know that Aaron was what he called the big, uh, what's they call it called? Marriage counselor. Okay? Was, today's a big business, the marriage counseling. You know this. Aaron went to husband and wife and so forth. So, and believe me, ain't nothing as hard <laughs> as trying to fix up <laughs> one of those marriages. <laughs> you understand? Oh, my goodness. That could be a mess and a half and a half. You know, he said, she said, his fault their fault, and so on and so forth. Uh there aren't too many normal marriages out there. Uh now uh Norm Friedman had one, but there aren't too many normal ones out there. And Aaron Aaron, Aaron was good at that. And so the idea, it seems to me, is like this the feet of Rajma was something really wonderful. I do a sin, I go to basin mixture, I bring my carbon, I know, and I did everything I'm supposed to do. You know, I offered the, the I brought it to the coin. I did this. I did the confession, all the rest of it. But I realized it only works with the coin and the sits, the coin got on the sits. And then I say to myself, have I got any brains? If I have any brains, I say, why the coin? Why did it sits? Because of Aaron. Why of Aaron? Because Aaron cared about people. He was, was into the uh, Tsar of Colliestrel. Maybe I should be like that. Probably, if I'm like that, I'll do less sins in the future. Probably, if I'm like that, I'll definitely do less Haverius Benam Lechavero. And uh, then, it really is Machaper. Because as a result of the bringing of carbon, you change. And you improve yourself, and you don't repeat it in the future. That's a very logical Upshot. Anyway, that's a very, in my mind, that's a very interesting take of the bomb, In which case, the coin and its and its are are, as I said before, like a super integral part of the atonement process, even though theoretically they shouldn't be. Because what does arm got to do with the fact that I punched my wife or she punched me? You know what, what? What's that got to do with anything? But you see, it does. Okay, and let's put it this way: uh, character faults are character faults, and the road out of away from that is to first have self-recognition and be honest with oneself. And uh, then, if you if you're normal, you can carry it forward. You can be self-critical. They'll say, I made a mistake in the past. I'm not going to do it in the future. And I want to be inspired by the spirit of Aaron. And then I'll be a different person. Anyway, that's how I think is a shot with the sis. Uh, especially with this very, very interesting Rajbam. And uh, once again, I hope that the Nisham will have an Ali. I want to thank Kenny and Marlon, the whole family for sponsoring this. And uh, they're a real, I could say honestly, they're a real tribute to their father. And that's the most that any person can can, can hope for in terms of in terms of leaving a good memory behind because words are cheap but if you see your descendants going in the right way then you know you're doing the right thing for sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast please visit our donate page at www.support.rabidcats.com